Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. What's up, everyone? Back for the LaughSpin podcast, episode 37. Jesus. Jesus. 37. Can you believe it, Michael? In a row. Just time uh, is I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say thirty-seven in a row. Close. Close. Close enough. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we are just flying along here. This is awesome, man. This is a lot of fun. Uh, I am Mike. With me is Dylan Godino. What's up, pal? Not too much, buddy. Not too much. I'm. I'm. I'm pretty excited. This, there's been a lot of comedy news this week, and uh, right off the top, I wanted to say thank you for listening. Uh, if you're listening on SoundCloud.com, hello, and, and be sure to leave comments during the broadcast because you can you can do that very easily mm-hmm. and if you're into itunes go to itunes and and leave us a review there we really appreciate it and welcome to the all things comedy network as well if you don't know that all things comedy.com all your home of many fine comedy podcasts including ours uh we're gonna get things started right off the bat here with a little audio do we need to connect the story first or we just want to hear we're, it first let's just play this for the comedy lovers at home okay here you go Rosetta Stone is the gold standard in language training. It's fast, easy, and it's your key to opening doors to new experiences. I'm learning Russian so I can trade recipes with my babushka. I'm learning Spanish so I can communicate better with my coworkers. I'm learning Thai so I can go to Thailand for a thing. I'm also learning Thai for business. I'm learning German so that I can pretend that I'm German while in Thailand. I'm learning Thai to be new people. With Rosetta Stone, you can learn at your own pace in the privacy of your own home. Rosetta Stone teaches you language the way you learn naturally through conversation. With Rosetta Stone Thai, you can learn great conversational phrases like, How much? Is that for the whole night? Oh my god, what have I done? And ping pong ball. So order Rosetta Stone today and get ready to pack your bags. Because soon, you too will be saying, Hola. Bonjour. Strasvoetje. Put koi kap setan. There you go. There's a little uh, digital short or commercial or whatever they call them from uh, Saturday Night Live recently. And uh, yeah, a nice little Rosetta Stone spoof. That was funny. I like that. It's funny. But the reason why the reason why I wanted to play this is because the Thailand government is seriously pissed off about this Saturday Night Live sketch and they want to ban it. It's obviously on Hulu. It's on NBC.com and it's made its way to YouTube. And the the culture minister of Thailand wants to ban it because... Quote, the sketch misrepresents Thailand and its people. We're working with the foreign ministry to let the U.S. know it is offensive, and we have asked our information ministry to remove the clip. This is so ridiculous to me. The sketch misrepresents Thailand. Of course it does. <laughs> That's why it's funny, you fucking idiots. You dolt. He's offended by it, obviously, because um, there is nobody that ever goes to Thailand to have uh, sex with underage uh, boys. Never. It, right. it never happens. 
It never does. Or just of age prostitutes. I mean, in Thailand, prostitute prostitution's illegal, but it's still widespread. And everybody knows that sex tourism is becoming a, a huge thing. And there's a few countries that are very well known for it. And Thailand is one of them. Amsterdam's another one. Becoming. Uh, what, sex tourism? That, right, that, should, they already should... are a huge thing. Shit. Right. I guess what I mean is sex tourism is slowly becoming almost... I don't want to say mainstream, but almost not as taboo as it was maybe 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah, about that. Right? What about that time? What about that time uh, you told me about? Yeah, well, see, to be fair, I was actually on a secret mission. Right. That's what I told everybody else. Um, right. And I needed to do research for a book that me mm-hmm. and Pete Townsend are putting out. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah yeah um whatever happened to that book by the way never heard about anything about that <laughs> yeah it's, it's funny mm, i guess weird. it just it just didn't sell pete townsend just you know so the project didn't end up anywhere oh sorry dude um first of all who gets the job of cultural minister for thailand <laughs> the funny thing about thailand is that they're super conservative mm-hmm. but everybody knows that that's where like debauchery happens yeah well, it's uh, it's really just calling more attention to it, and if you wanted to go away, you uh, you ignore it. So Thailand, um, uh, take it take a hint, pal. All right, and maybe clean up your shit. That's all I got to say. How about it? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Of course. All right. Well. Uh, well. Hey, let's get on to some comedy news, shall we? Let's do yeah. it. Comedy news. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec. He's cast as badass Marvel comic superhero Star-Lord. Star-Lord? I've never heard of this. Are you... Are, oh, yeah, I was going to ask you. Are you Are you a comic book guy at all? I am, but I don't know this. What is this? Marvel... I know Marvel oh. comics. I'm a Marvel guy. I'm, right. I'm a big Spider-Man freak. Love Spider-Man. Okay. Um, but I have not heard of Star-Lord. What is this? Me neither, but I, I'm, not a, I'm not a comic book person, so it didn't, it didn't surprise me that I never heard of it. So... Marvel Comics, this is a Marvel Comics superhero, first appeared in print in 1976. Star-Lord is a half-alien, half-human. Uh-huh. His human name is, uh, what is it? Quill. Peter Quill. Peter Quill. He wears a, a, an impenetrable, well, nearly impenetrable suit that allows him to fly and grants him superhuman strength. And, and the point is, is that in 2014, they're making a movie out of Star-Lord, and Chris Pratt has been cast as him, oh. as as the lead, as the lead, it's called Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is the next round of Marvel Marvel movies that are going to be hitting the uh, the theaters um, in the next coming years. You got Iron Man three. You got the second Thor. You got the second Captain America. And Guardians of the Galaxy is kind of all in the middle. And actually, the rumors. See, now I know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy. Apparently, uh, I hear. Uh, rumors about how apparently it's all it may all work in together with the uh, second avengers movie really so, yeah that might be that might be the case it might not be the case i'm not sure i i, I heard uh, this is these are the rumblings that i've heard it's very early the iron man 3 trailer just came out uh the extended <laughs> the extended look which by the way i don't know if you get a chance to see that you, you saw the super bowl tease no um there was a super bowl tease for iron man 3 and it said for an extended look go to the Facebook yeah. page and you go to the Facebook page and there's a video that's like a minute and a half and the first 
I'll say 45 seconds of that minute and a half is Robert Downey Jr. just looking at you extensively. <laughs> which is which is pretty funny. So so yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's what this is all about. I, I honestly don't know much about Guardians of the Galaxy, but like I said, these are the rumblings that I've heard from the last uh, round of Comic Cons that were flying around here, you know, uh, California and New York and stuff. So. Right. So we'll see. I was just surprised that Chris Pratt, I mean, I think most of our listeners know him as just the goofy guy on Parks and Recreation who's dating Aubrey Plaza's character. Right. Well, married to her in, a, in the show, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. They're married. Right. Sorry. I just think this is interesting. I think this is his, his career, I think, is going to, from this point on is just going to go in a, in a much different direction. Well, absolutely. And, and I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with Zero Dark Thirty when he was in that. But also, too, I didn't realize this. There's been a lot of movies on recently on, you know, pay TV, on like HBO and stuff, where he's just, he yeah. just shows up in. He's just like a, he's like a side character, a secondary character. And you're like, wow, I didn't realize he was in this fucking movie. He's like one of those guys that you will look back on. You'll see like, wow, he had actually had an extensive career before he broke out or whatever. So, yeah, I think Zero Dark Thirty did a lot for him. And, and now, shit, he's got a superhero movie. Damn, it's going to... That'll be good. That'll be good for him. Very, yeah, very cool. Agreed. All right. Uh, let's see. Roseanne. Roseanne is developing a new show for NBC. This is something after the, uh, the, the television pilot that didn't, didn't really work out, right? Yeah, this is, this, is two, this is two pilots in two years. So, yeah, last year she was <laughs> developing a, a show called Downwardly Mobile. <laughs> which would have reunited her with John Goodman. Anything with John Goodman, I, I would watch. But lo and behold, NBC said no. But uh, obviously, she's uh, still in a good relationship with NBC. So she's pitching yet another show. There's not too many. As, as of this recording, there are not many details about the show. All we know is that she's teaming up with Steven Greener, who is the dude she did uh, Roseanne's Nuts with, which is uh, the reality series from 2011 on Lifetime, which followed her around her macadamia nut farm (laughs) in Hawaii. (laughs) Love the premise. And and she's going to be on three episodes of The Office, which I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, I was wondering, because I think we talked about The Office last time. Have you caught up? No, I haven't. Uh, dude, you got to catch up because uh, I said it last time. I'm not. I have no idea where the hell they're taking this, and I'm not. I'm not too pleased. <laughs> I have no. This is the last season. I they're they're starting like storylines that just are gonna have to wrap up in three episodes. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> but okay, great. She's playing a, t- a talent manager who's gonna be helping out Ed Helms' character, Andy Bernard. And uh, right. that'll okay. That'll be interesting. So we'll see Roseanne back on TV though. Very, very good. Maybe, Hooray! maybe a big year for her as well. I hope so. I like Roseanne. Well, that's somebody that I, I like a lot. I, I, I like Roseanne too. But let's go on to somebody who I don't like. Um, really, I don't like anybody in this story. <laughs> to tell you the truth, <laughs> that's a lot. A lot of the comments I got after I posted yeah. this uh, was that they people just hate both of yeah. these people. Who, who are we talking Donald about? Trump right? is suing Bill Maher for a birther joke he made about Barack <laughs> Obama on Jay Leno's show. I'm not a fan of either Bill Maher or birther jokes or Donald Trump at all. His joke about... Well, let, let's, you want to listen to the audio? Let's listen to the audio. Yeah, yeah, let's. Now, what's going on with you and Trump? You and Trump have some kind of oh. beef going. What? What? Uh, it seems like you he, two should be good friends. I can't imagine what Why happened. should we be good I'm just friends? teasing. Oh, have you had him on your, you ever had him on your show? Of course not. No. I mean, I asked for years, and yeah. he always lied and said, oh, I'll be there, and he never showed up. Yeah. I'm glad he didn't, because, yeah. you know, he turned out to be such a, uh, first of all, a terrible racist. So I don't feel bad about anything I say about him. He's the one who's been tweeting mean things about me. Right. And, okay. uh, you know, look, I'm not looking 
for a feud with Donald Trump. And, and I certainly only wish the best for the syphilitic monkey who does his Twitter feed. But yeah. <laughs> a syphilitic monkey, which is even worse. Well, the monkey thing, that, that's the, I think that's what got him so mad. Is yeah. We did a new rule uh, one week that supposed that perhaps Donald Trump uh, had been the spawn of his mother having sex with an orangutan. Because, well, I didn't just make this up. The the color of his hair. Yeah. And the color of an orange orangutan is the only two things in nature of the same color. So, uh, is that what this picture is? There you go. Jay... I wonder what that was for today. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying it's true. Right. I hope it's not true. Right. But unless he comes up with proof, I'm willing to, <laughs> I'm willing to offer five million dollars to uh, Donald Trump. Uh, wow. Wow. Five million dollars. If he will come, that he can donate to a charity of his the charity choice. Charity of his choice. Hair club for men. Right. The Institute for Incorrigible Douchebaggery. Whatever right. charity. So there you go. Bill Maher calling out. Trump and putting a, a proposition on the table. Uh, apparently, Trump actually went through with it and sent a copy of his birth certificate to Mars people. And now Mars is not doing anything, so tr- Trump is suing. Is that the deal? Yeah. I mean, if people... This, this happened about a month ago, and if people remember, this is when Trump announced that he would give $5 million to charity, uh, to any charities Barack Obama wanted to give $5 million to if Barack Obama could produce uh, college transcripts and a birth certificate and all this other stuff to finally, once and for all, prove that Barack Obama is actually an American citizen and not a Muslim extremist. Obviously, nothing panned out for that. So this is what Bill Maher, this was his reaction to Donald Trump's absurd uh, announcement and and pledge to Barack Obama. Like an idiot, Donald Trump actually produced the documents that Bill Maher was joking about. And because Bill Maher hasn't given the $5 million to Trump so that Trump could give it to charity, he's suing for breach of contract, claiming, listen, these charities could get this $5 million and you're withholding that money. If I know Bill Maher, and I think I do, not on a personal (laughs) level, I I think I know uh, his his mind. If I know him, what's ultimately going to happen is that he is going to give $5 million to the gayest, most liberal nonprofit organization in Donald Mm -hmm. Trump's name. And that's how this is going to end. Good. I, 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 I well, hope so. I mean, you know what? Honestly, it's such a bunch of fucking dick measuring going on between the two of them. And it's like, good, fine, whatever. He called you out on it. Pay up. Okay, I'll pay up, but I'm going to pay up to a charity you hate. Okay, whatever. As long as the charity's getting some money. There you go. Done. Done. Unless he turns around and gives it to like Nambla or something. You know, <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't really think about how this could be a bad thing for I guess, either of their reputations, what little of it there is. Yeah. So, all right, good, whatever. <laughs> so, ugh, I just, I can't stand both of them. I, I'm sorry. They're both <laughs> fucking assholes. I got to say, I mean, if, if I had to hang out with one of them, obviously it would be Bill Maher. But Bill, <laughs> Bill Maher is actually, I think I'm remembering correctly, he's the only stand-up show I've ever walked out of. Ever really? Walked. It was during the New York Comedy Festival a few years ago, and it was like at the Beacon or, or, or something, Town Hall. I think it was the Beacon. 
I was there, you know, by myself, which is fine. I love going to comedy shows by myself. But it was so repetitive. Mm. There were, like, no jokes. And I agree with most of his politics. But, again, he's like, he's like moveon.org <laughs> to me. I agree with what he's saying, just the way he says it. Just, uh, I couldn't take it. Like, yeah. I had to leave. I couldn't justify sitting. And these, and these were, I mean, they were free tickets. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe I would have stayed if I had to pay. But I couldn't justify sitting there. I, I said to myself, I could be home doing yeah. anything else. But uh, his I, comedy I is leave. very claustrophobic to me, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm so constricted in this. It's the same shit over and over again that you just you. Oh, God, just turn the channel. Tell me when he just gets out of repeat. And I just I, yeah. I, I can't uh, I can't do it. I can't deal with it. Plus, I, I've I've shared it elsewhere, probably on my other podcast. But I, I actually know some other stuff about him. That's really, really terrible. I think I did. I tell you. Yeah. Did I tell you? Oh, really? Should I? No. Well, it's not terrible. It's just kind of gross. I mean, go for it. He go when for it. his show actually is filmed on the CBS lot, and a friend right. of mine um, that uh, used to be a PA for his show told me that uh, something that he used to do. I don't know if he still does it. I kind of hope not. But uh, something that he used to do is he would he would jerk off uh, before every show into a towel and make the PAs clean yeah. up, take his fucking jizz rag and put it in a in the wash. I'm not even kidding, dude. <laughs> he said, clean up my dressing room? or No, or one of their my... jobs was to or, clean up his dressing room, and everybody knew that before every show, he would jerk off. And he would jerk off into a towel in his dressing right. room. There you go. I don't know. Uh-huh. That's a little story I know about him. That's just, I'm like, hey, what a fucking pretentious I don't, I don't. I don't know. I would probably uh, dispose of my I would wa- myself. I would want to. <laughs> But I mean, I I thought you were gonna tell me like that he like like molested somebody. You know, I don't. Yeah, like that. I mean, that's, it's not. No, it's nothing. Nothing. I mean, you know, I could be sued over. It's just it's just something that it's kind of a funny anecdote that uh, I I feel is kind of gross and kind of kind of personal. I like to keep my jizz rags to myself. Thank you very much. Really? Oh, I don't. Oh. I give mine out <laughs> like during Christmas time. Sometimes I give them out as presents. They're great stocking stuffers. They- <laughs> Yeah, they really are. They really are. Think about it. I will as we move on to the next story, shall we? Yes, <laughs> let's do it. Wow. Kristen Wiig is joining the cast of the Anchorman sequel. Uh, and it is it can't come soon enough, folks, because Anchorman's been on HBO a lot lately. And I just love it. And I can't wait for the, the second one to come out. Um, of course, the brainchild of Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. And uh, everybody's coming back. Steve Carell, Paul Rudd, and Christine Applegate, actually, which is pretty cool. And Kristen Wiig, her... Mm-hmm. I, see, now you wrote here that uh, Kristen Wiig's character is kind of up in the air, right? Yeah, so far. There, there was, there was, a, there was um, rumors circulating around the internet not too long ago that she's actually mm-hmm. playing Carell's wife, whose name is Lamp. Because in the first one, he says, I love Lamp. Oh. And then she becomes Right, Lamp. right. That's very interesting. I actually... I, I, honest to God... I didn't know that at all. And when I wrote the story up, I at the end of it, I said, so what type of character do you think Wig will play? Will she try to force Veronica mm-hmm. Corningstone out of a job? Will she be an oddball love interest for Carell's character, the seriously damaged right. Brick Tamlin? So there you go. You, you kind of you guessed it. I swear to God, I didn't know. I well, swear hey, I you didn't know, know it, that. It, it, may, it, may not be, it may not be true. Um, it may, you know, it was just kind of rumbling right, around right. the internet. But that's, uh, but that's awesome. Kristen Wiig is hysterical, and she deserves to be in an awesome sequel like this. So good luck to her, and we can't wait until it comes out. Can't wait. 
Comedy Central renewing Nick Kroll's show, The Kroll Show, which uh, we got a chance. Um, I got a chance to sit down and, and talk with uh, Nick not too long ago. You can hear uh, my other podcast, Masters of None. We got a chance to talk to him about his show and about um, the different characters, the the array of characters that he plays. What is it, like three episodes at this point? Three episodes deep, four episodes deep, something like that? I think by the time people hear this, there'll be four episodes deep. Have you got a chance to take a look at it? Yeah, it's great. I love it. <laughs> the the Canadian like Degrassi high spoof. It was probably my favorite thing. Yeah. the whole time of the whole the whole show so far. <laughs> it's, it's that's that was really really good. <laughs> Season two already ready to go after only a couple of a couple of episodes. So congrats to Nick. Congrats to Nick. All right, here's something that we had talked about a little bit before the Super Bowl, and uh, this is I, I was looking forward to seeing this. Um, and to see if it actually, if he actually went through with it. And here it is. Andy Antrist, I'm going to play some audio from a video that he made about um, confronting a, mole- a guy who molested him. It, explain this a little bit more if, for people that don't know. Right. So um, a few weeks ago, uh, it, it, I mean, this has been going on for months. Andy Andrist and Doug Stanhope uh, had plans to go to Port St. Lucie, Florida to confront this dude who molested Andy Andrist when he was uh, a kid, he, um, as you'll hear in the audio, he's used it in his, uh, his stand-up routine. But he confronted this dude, and him and Doug Stanhope got it on tape, and he promised, Andy Andrist promised that during Super Bowl Sunday, he was going to release the video. And so uh, he did. So the first part of this, you're going to hear Andy talking. It's, um, it's Andy sitting on a couch just basically explaining his relationship with this guy. Uh, and then you'll hear uh, the audio changes a little bit, but it's still Andy talking. And it's Andy at mm. his father's grave uh, talking about how this guy molesting him strained the relationship between Andy and his father. Uh, because this, the molester was actually his dad's roommate in a hospital. His his dad is uh, was wheelchair bound. And that's how um, he he met this he met this uh, dude. So um, here's the audio. You know, he was like an uncle, like, you know, but... Uh, he took an interest in me and I had four older brothers. My dad was in a wheelchair. My mom was a caregiver for my dad. So he kind of filled a void and like all of a sudden I got, uh, I'm with someone uh, as a parent type figure who's taken me to places and stuff, uh, to movies, to theme parks and stuff. But he, and then he would buy me these sweatsuits and various things. So I was like, you know, in a way, he was just like, uh, you know, the term is grooming or whatever, but he was just like buying, you know, I was his little girlfriend. So that's my dad. Uh, there was years where I just really didn't even want to look at my dad, and those are years where he, he was taken away, and then when he came back, uh, and then I started to build this resentment for him. So things were really never the same with us only in uh in good moments here and there you know nobody yeah i didn't uh, it was in you know it was all right but it was strained and it was all because of this one guy that was his random assigned roommate at the hospital in palo alto california it's like one guy if if he'd have been down the hall uh maybe i would have never met him or whatever and i i would have been happy i mean i would have been uh thrilled not to run into this dude all right, there you go. Uh, wow, that's that's some uh, deep shit, man. That's uh, crazy that he just straight up went to him, and you'll see in the video too. They're just like they're just sitting at a restaurant <laughs> outside on. I got a hanging and talking, and it's just and there's like a cop there. I guess I guess just in case things get crazy, or I don't know. I 
wow, what a weird way to to do it. But I guess it's his way of you know cleansing with the whole thing, right? Yeah, and uh, like Mike said, go to laughspin.com and you'll see uh, the video there. And apparently this is, uh, I thought it was just going to be a one-off video, but it sounds like uh, he's creating this sort of documentary about him coming to terms with this horrible thing that happened in his life. Mm. So um, it's there on laughspin.com and I assume we're going to see more videos. Wow. So... It's good for him, though. He's, you know, able to, to deal with this, I guess, in a healthy way or as healthy as a comedian can. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Cool. Well, let's see. Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham is working on another HBO series. Um, I think we uh, we we kind of mentioned this briefly in uh, a past a past episode, but it's now coming to fruition. The ever popular Lena Dunham is getting a, another series to bring to HBO while she's getting ready for another season of Girls, which got picked up for a third season, of course. What is the new series going to be about? And who, anybody, anybody cool going to be in it? We don't know. Uh, you know, they're developing it now. She's developing it with uh, the co-executive producer of Girls, Jenny Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pitch is based on a memoir called All Dressed Up and Everywhere to Go uh, about Betty Hallbreich, who's a famed personal shopper for Bergdorf Goodman. So it's another uh, New York City-centric series, and uh, it's about this this woman who has you know dressed like Sarah Jessica Parker and Katie Couric and Glenn Close and Meryl Streep, and um, it's based on her memoir, which is uh, coming out in a few weeks. Um, so that's it. I mean, they're only in the development stage now. So uh, I don't know. We we might have some uh, some additional Lena Dunham. Yeah, and. Uh, first of all, it's, it's a series based on a bunch of terrible names. Jesus. <laughs> How do you say that? Bergdorf Goodman? <laughs> You've never heard of Bergdorf Goodman? No. That's good. Your wife isn't a princess, that means. Who the fuck, who the fuck names your kid Bergdorf? I don't know. Do you yell that? Do you yell that? I think that's somebody's last... That's the name of a store. What store? What? What? It's, it's, the store is called Bergdorf Goodman. Bergdorf Goodman. It's like fucking... Macy's or Lord and Taylor. Wow. Or 7-Eleven, you or... know? <laughs> or Boscovs. Or Boscovs. For you Pennsylvania listeners. <laughs> or Myers for you guys in the Midwest. Myers. Or uh, Hobby Lobby. What the fuck is that? I don't know. I saw it on the news the other day. Some store called Hobby Lobby. I thought that was great. Or like Piggly, Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly. All right, I'm all I'm all out of uh, regional uh, store names. Well, I hope Bergdorf Goodman and Steve Piggly Wiggly are very happy together, wherever they are. <laughs> um, okay, let's go here to uh, the lovely Bonnie McFarlane. We have some more audio to play for you. Bonnie McFarlane is really, really hysterical. You can catch her on her podcast uh, along with her husband, which is called um, My Wife Hates Me. It's uh, with her husband, Rich Voss, who's a comedian, and she put out a nice little PSA. Uh, what else you got on this? That's it. It's a, it's a nice oh. little PSA. It's a little take. It's, a, it's about gay marriage. Let's do okay. that. That's, all, that's all I'm going to do to tease it. Hi, I'm female comedian Bonnie McFarlane. We are living in important times. Your grandkids might ask, were you there? What did you do? No, I'm not talking about gluten. I'm talking about gay rights and same-sex marriage. 
Now, I'm not a lesbian, even though I look like I'm ready to march. This is my husband. We're clearly not the same sex. I'm not even convinced we're the same species. But despite our wildly disparate IQ scores, we were allowed to get married. Nobody even said anything during that whole speak now or forever hold your peace part. I, I, I just it's hard for me to even believe that you get all your friends and family in one room. Now I've heard a lot of celebrities and those other people, non-celebrities, what are they called? Losers? Say that they plan to not get married until all gay people are allowed to get married. And I guess it's a nice gesture, but it's hardly extraordinary. I mean, a lot of these people don't have prospects to begin with. I know a girl who had a hair. What I propose in the name of marriage equality takes real guts, real devotion. I vow that I will not get a divorce until all gay people are allowed to get a divorce. Yes, that's right. I plan to stay married to this horror show until gay people can share in the right to make the biggest mistake of their lives, suffer the consequences, and then repair that mistake with possible financial gain. If you're in a bad marriage, stay in your bad marriage. Don't get a divorce until all gay people can get a divorce, and not one gay sooner. Yeah, what? What? Because you called me, that's why. What do you want? I will get the seaweed snacks. I said I'd get the seaweed snacks. I'm getting the seaweed snacks. No, I haven't got them yet. I'm getting them after I do this. <laughs> there you go. There's Bonnie. And uh, her just basically ripping into Rich <laughs> the, entire, <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> but it's very cool. And that you can find that video on Last Bend, but you can also find it on, uh, what's the, where did it come from? Cringehumor.com, isn't it? I forgot who put it out. Do, uh, ugh. Well, anyway, you can get it on Last Bin. Go there, because that's a great place to get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's about it, dude. We, we we blew through this one. This was good. We really did, yeah. Uh, a few, okay. things, a few okay. things I wanted to mention that uh, there's new episodes of Futurama starting this summer, and you could watch a three-minute trailer on LastBin.com. You should go there Whoa! Now. Yep, yep. And, of course, uh, the 30 Rock finale happened. If you want to relive the magic, or if you didn't see it, that the entire episode is also on lastman.com just go there and search 30 rock and you'll find it did you did you watch it i did are you a 30 rock fan at all Ah, uh, yeah i like it i like it yeah. it's a good show i don't know about your is your wife is your wife a big fan my wife watches basically no television we oh. to get, together we watch hgtv which i love <laughs> uh but uh are you laughing why because i love it or you think i'm ma- making that up no, I just, that's really funny. We, it's, that's all you watch together. It's, it's, it's I mean, she TV. watches. She'll watch whatever I watch. Uh-huh. Um, we watch Archer together. Nice. Um, but um, no, she doesn't. She's not a, a big fan of any one television show. 30 Rock is one of those. My, my wife is a huge 30 Rock fan. And 30 Rock is one of those shows that's like kind of had a cult following that then all of a sudden spawned into this unbelievable mainstream, you know, just explosion. And... Uh, the finale was great. I, I thought I thought it was awesome, and and it's it's a the show's really really funny. Um, and I think it was a really good uh, little wrap up for the <clears throat> for the whole series. Kind of brought everything together. Yet was still you know hysterical in its own way. So, right. congrats, buddy! If you haven't seen it, go to lastman.com now and check it out. All right, buddy, let's get out of here. Let's do it. Thanks, guys, for listening. First of all, if you want to get in touch with me, I am at Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N, at LaughSpin.com. Make sure you follow us on the Twitter at LaughSpin.com and on Tumblr and on Facebook. 
Yes, and uh, I am on mastersofnone.com, my other site. You can get in touch with me, Mike, at mastersofnone.com. Thank you very much for listening. Allthingscomedy.com, the place to be, SoundCloud, and all that jazz. We are everywhere and nowhere at the same time. We are Laugh Spin Podcast. We are Legion. We are one. See ya. Thank you.